Hey everybody, David Young here, coming at you from North Carolina today. Welcome to the Drone 1K podcast. Um, excited to have another episode with you today. We have Meryl McKee on the uh, on the podcast today. Uh, I'm excited for a few reasons for you to hear this conversation because Meryl comes from a background or location that we hear many people asking for advice from all the time. So they say, what if I live where it's super cold and I can only fly my drone a portion of the year? And what if I live in a really rural area? Like, what do I do? How do I get clients? How does that work, right? And so I live in Florida and I live close to some pretty populated areas. I live right between Tampa and Orlando. So it's hard for me to really give some super solid advice on that since I don't experience all that uh, on a regular basis. But Merrill uh, has both of those situations. And so today I'm excited to give you his perspective on how he has been able to have a business that thrives even um, in a rural climate and in a cold area. Merrill also had a sales background, so he can give some good sales advice on how to go out there and how he got over some first cold calling stuff or some cold walk-ins. Um, but yeah, I just think this is going to be a really interesting episode, uh, especially for the reasons I mentioned. So uh, excited for you to listen in and get some good stuff out of it. A few things to note before we dive into the podcast. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, I would super appreciate it. Give an honest review, your honest feedback of what you think about the podcast. Love it, hate it, rate it how you think is fair. Uh, but just for taking the time to do that, we will send you a free t-shirt. So email uh, me, david at dronelaunchacademy.com and uh, Jorge. Uh, J-O-R-G-E at DroneLaunchAcademy.com with a screenshot of your review and we'll get you a free Drone Launch Academy t-shirt. And they're really comfortable. If you haven't had one before, we get compliments on them all the time. People saying, oh, this is like one of the only shirts I wear. Uh, so we pay pretty good money for nice t-shirts. So they're not like the crappy ones that are like two to $5 or whatever. I think we pay $15 a t-shirt. So it costs us between 15 and 20 bucks a t-shirt um, to send those to you. So they're nice shirts. Um, we're not just trying to give you something crappy. So if you want to do that, feel free to jump in. Also, the two truths in a lie game, if you just want to uh, win a prize, so hat, mug, free course, uh, something else, I think, uh, go to the link under the YouTube video or in the email that the podcast announcement came in. All you got to do is answer one question about the podcast to prove that you listened to it, and then uh, we'll enter you to win um, some cool swag. So, uh, But you have to do it in the first week that the podcast is out. So this is a way to reward our early listeners uh, for listening. So you know, you're competing against, against a very small pool of people because we do get several thousand listens per episode, but the people that listen to it right when it comes out isn't as, isn't as big. So um, you've got a chance to get in there. And then of those people that listen to it right when it comes out, you got to think about all the people that are going to actually click on that link. So um, your chances of winning are pretty good if you want to jump in there. Uh, so yeah, so I think that's it. Hope you enjoy the podcast and uh, get a lot out of it. Um, I know I enjoy talking to Meryl. So let's dive in. All right, so welcome everyone. Season four, episode four of the podcast. Excited to be here with Meryl. It's McKee, right? I mean, I yes, guess sir. it's pretty easy last name to say. Meryl McKee. Um, excited to have Meryl on the podcast. Meryl, I was I was just chatting with him right before we hit record, and I believe he is the first person ever to say, "Hey, I didn't have a drone business. I started listening to your podcast. I started a drone business and made a goal to get to a point where I qualified to be on the podcast." you did that and now you are on the podcast. So I think that's really, really cool. Uh, at least for me to be like, Hey, cool. I'm glad it helped. Um, even if you just got a few small nuggets of that, I mean, obviously you can't just listen to a podcast and have a successful business. There's a ton of work on your part. Um, but it hopefully gave you a few nuggets or inspiration, but I'm pumped to have you on here. Um, uh, thanks for, yeah, I'm thanks for showing yeah, up. No, I absolutely did get a few nuggets here and there. Uh, you've had some amazing guests and I'm, I'm very honored to be one of them. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, happy to have you. Um, yeah. He, Meryl, you emailed me, I don't know, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago now and gave me your brief story. And it's like, Hey, I'd love to be on the podcast. And I saw it like five minutes later. I'm like, let's do it. You're on, you know? So, um, so we're here. We're actually testing a new um, software today. Squadcast, uh, supposed to be better video and audio quality. I don't know if it is or not. It gave us some technical problems getting it going. But um, so hopefully if you're listening to this or watching this, maybe this looks slightly better than it did uh, on previous episodes. I'm not sure. Um, but either way, we're trying to trying to step up our game here as much as possible. So Merrill was our guinea pig for getting this. <laughs> the technical glitches worked out. I was about 10 minutes late getting this thing going. Um, cool. Well, why don't we start off like we do every, every podcast. Meryl, you introduce yourself, um, give us some of your background, what you were doing before drones, and kind of what led you into drones and how you got how you got started. Uh, sure, um, I'm from Northern New York, which is uh, when people hear New York, they automatically think New York City, uh, but I'm from way, way, way up north. Uh, I live about six and a half hours north of New York City. Uh, I huh. call it almost Canada, New York, because I'm literally like 15 minutes from the Canadian border. 15 minutes oh yeah oh, man you're close. like you're right there yep that's so, awesome um i've lived here my whole life i've got a big family i had a successful dj business which thanks to the pandemic has been kind of lackluster oh. <laughs> sure uh yeah so i had some live events are not not too hot right now yeah no i had some time on my hands and um i i love technology and i started to um started to really look into drones about three or four years ago and uh, I, I wanted to, to get into it and I had a good time with it. So, uh, I thought I'd get it started. Cool. What was the uh, first drone you got? Uh, the first drone I got was, uh, I call it the, uh, the Facebook fake. Uh, it cost about $30. <laughs> it was, uh, it said okay. it was similar to the Mavic and, uh, I'm like, Oh, that, yeah. Oh, you yeah. got that thing? Yeah. The Mavic rip off. Like, those were really pop. Those were really popular and they were really bad. And, uh, like a week later, I found mm -hmm. the Rise Tello, and I said, "Hey, this thing looks really cool. Okay. It's kind of cheap. It, it might be able to help me get my start." And uh, it wasn't what I thought it was. Uh, it didn't have the camera quality that I yeah. wanted, but it did teach me a lot about drones. Uh, it taught, taught me a lot about how to fly, how to get the right angles with minimal technology, and um, I learned a lot for a number of years before I started to even good think about my part 107 yeah i feel like the rise tello it's like i think on them this is like powered by dji so i don't know somehow they have like a little partnership with them but uh, i feel like that's a good like indoor drone for kind of uh, messing around stuff it doesn't do super well in high winds or at any type of yeah. range um but that's a good start yeah real quick on your uh on your mavic ripoff drone um i was just going to comment real quick i don't know if anybody remembers this but they literally copied the body style of the mavic pro like the original mavic pro like almost exactly they put like an extra or they put like flames on it or something something to make it just like different enough and like try to tout all the similar features but then you look at the reviews or at least i, I found some comments or reviews somewhere and you know, people were complaining about it pretty hard so i think um and i heard that um they actually got a lawsuit filed against them that company did um for uh who oh, knows wow. what but anyways i just you're bringing up bringing back some memories. Uh, both of those drones, uh, and both of those drones led my wife to being uh, less than enthusiastic <laughs> when I decided it was time to buy the Mavic Air two. Uh, well, the Mavic Air two is. A, but, I think that's uh, a great drone. 
I absolutely love it. It's it's still the only drone that I own and use nice. for my business. I actually have two okay. of them now. Um, but yeah, I bought it for my birthday, and that way I could say that I'm buying myself a present. Uh, you know, a little treat myself sure. thing, and hopefully it can get me started. And uh, I absolutely love the Mavic Air too. I, I suggest it to people all the time. Yeah, no, that's that's a great drone. I mean, it's a, obviously. I think the Tello was like a hundred bucks was Mavic Air 2 more in the seven, $800 range last time I checked. Um, so, but it's worth it. I mean, actually that's what this, if you're watching right now on the video, I got one sitting behind me right here. Um, it's what I use. It's my preferred drone, but cool. Awesome. So you, so you bought a drone, um, you had the Tello and then you got some practice with that. At what point did you decide, okay, you know, I've tinkered around with the Tello enough. I want to get something legitimate or more that can kind of, more heavy that can do not heavy because they're tiny something a little bit better that can do some professional jobs uh around 2019 uh during the summer okay. is when i started to really put some research into it uh and, okay. and that was one thing that i think that helped me out the most is i looked into every single drone every company and i was trying to find the right fit uh around that time uh, later in that year i found your podcast and started listening and uh cool. you know i i would do yard work mowing the lawn. I'm listening to drone to one K and thinking I could do that someday. And, uh, nice. so then when I heard about the Mavic air two, um, in April of 2020, that drone came out like May 5th, I think is when it was actually released. My birthday is May 15th. Okay. I thought perfect time. So May, yep. Yeah, May nice. 20th I, is when I actually got the drone and I started flying it and I fell in love and, and, and then, I decided I got to get my part 107. Cool. All right. So you may, you buy the drone, you're getting it. Uh, part 107, how did that go? When, how fast did you get that? Uh, I studied for the part 107 for about a month. Um, okay. I looked into a number of different options. There's so many online options, paid options. Uh, I found a couple of YouTube videos and, and a couple of um, online PDFs. And mm -hmm. I really Die, you know, I took a deep dive into those aeronautical charts and uh, around that time is actually when I met what was to become my business partner. He's a coworker at work and he had a Mavic Pro 2, saw the stuff I was posting online. And so I said, let's go take our part 107 together. So uh, we actually cool. had to drive about two and a half hours away to Burlington, Vermont in order to take the test. Wow. Um, I, I, I scored higher. I got an 85 and he got an 81 and we both passed. So. Nice. Well, that's good that you had a little bit of a uh, someone to motivate you to do it together and get it done too. So that's nice. Um, cool. So you got your part one of seven. When was that? Like what month was that? That was June twenty twenty. Oh, June twenty twenty. Okay. So you had the so you had the other drone for about a year before you en ended up getting the part one of seven. Then yes, the the tele. Okay. I had the tele for about a year or so. Well, did, so when did you get the Mavic Air two? That was May twenty twenty. Oh, May 22. Sorry, yeah. I was still in 2019 in my head. Okay, so May, June. So you, you pretty much did it right after one after another. Okay, so that was, I mean, right now we're recording this in February 2021. So that was, you know, less than a year ago that yeah. you ended up, that you got your Part 7 license and got the, got a more serious drone. So, um, so you're less than a year into like owning, a, you know, semi-professional level, I would call it professional level drone um, and get your part one seven. So after you got, so it's June, you got your part one seven license or, you know, technically remote. Some people get really salty when you call it 
not the official remote pilot certificate. So anyways, if you're listening and you're wondering the actual official terminology, remote pilot certificate with small UAS rating, but everybody just calls it the part 107 license. Um, so you got your part 107. Uh, how did you get your first client? Like what were you, what was your strategy? Cause that's, that's everybody's like, Oh, I'm flying. I can, they get like very minimal skills and they're like, all right, where do I find some clients? You know what I mean? That's everybody's like biggest thing. So what was your, what was your approach? Well, I actually started my Facebook page for my business three years ago. Okay. Uh, when I first actually, that's, uh, I think I bought the Tello two years ago. So I actually bought, bought the Tello in 2018. Okay. So that's about 2018 is when I started my Facebook page and just posting pictures and videos and cool stuff and never getting hired and hoping someday that that would be a goal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, when I got, this drone in may i started posting to that page immediately um i had a friend who works uh, she's a guidance counselor at a school that's a, a local rural rural school and they were having a covid graduation they had a whole bunch okay. of money and she had seen my stuff and she asked me what it would cost to do some sort of a video uh of the actual um the graduation ceremony I had mm-hmm. no idea. <laughs> so I said, you know, I, I threw a number out there. Um, I figured out how much time it would take to to edit and what it would take to fly it, what it would take to make sure I had insurance for it, especially with there being a, a live event with people and everything there. And I gave them a price. Um, I actually gave them about a, a price that was uh, about 60, 65% cheaper than what I would probably have charged for the work, but I wanted the job and uh, they actually had me present to the high school seniors the day before their ceremony. And they voted to hire us the day before I set the ceremony. Oh, really? They like voted on if they wanted that or not. It it was really (laughs) how many people, how many people Uh, were there? How many high school seniors were like, it was like 700 people voting on you or something. Like I said, a small school is about 75 seniors. Okay. Uh, Okay. So they just like raise hands. Hey, do you want Meryl to take pictures with the drone and like half of them raise their hand? Like, it was work? unanimous. <laughs> well, what was really cool was that they, you know, during the pandemic, they always take a senior trip and they didn't get to take a senior trip this year. So they had that money left over. They had all the prom decoration money that okay. they didn't spend because they didn't get to have a prom. Uh, in our area, yeah. we have a number of high schools in the area. They were one of the only high schools to have an actual graduation ceremony where people could attend. And what they did was they took their big soccer Mm -hmm. field and put all of the cars. They had the parents park their cars around the outside of the soccer field. And then they had all their chairs in the center of the soccer Mm -hmm. field. And that's where they did their ceremony to make sure it was, uh, you know, socially distanced and all that, uh, for the ceremony, me and my, go ahead. no, did so that when they parked their cars, were the parents watching from their cars yep. or were they out in? So they watched from their cars. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it was actually from their cars. And uh, so my partner and I, we actually both flew a live event as our first job. Okay. I, it was looking back on it. I know it's only been a few months, but just looking back on it, it's crazy to me that we flew a live event. We ended up making about a, about a 15 minute long video okay. out of their ceremony. Cool put it to music, got, got into the royalty free music and all that uh-huh. stuff. And they absolutely loved it. Put it all on DVD. We burned DVDs for every single graduate. 
and that was all included in the price. Cool. And uh, that's how it started. Um, we posted on Facebook that we did that, and then um, I call it the low hanging fruit because it's it's the easiest. We always uh, most of your guests will always say that the first thing they look at is real estate. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I was starting to get the details for this gig, I said, I've got to find some real estate gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a go-getter. I've, I've got ADHD, which is some people think is a disability, but it's for me, it's the opposite. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely been a, you know, a, um, a gift for me, uh, yeah. because I'm just, I just go, 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 go. And, um, so I said, I got to get some real estate gigs. I got to get this going. Um, I actually did some cold calling and some cold walk-ins, <laughs> which, uh, the, the first one was crazy. The first one I showed up at their, right at their office. They let me in. This is a real estate office. Yep. Real estate office. Okay. I handed them uh, the card. I was actually getting my tires fixed on my van Okay. next door. So I said, I'm going to stop by. I walked in. I said, Hey, I'm starting a new drone uh, aerial media business. And uh, you know, real estate is something I want to get into. If it's anything you're interested in, here's my card. Uh, and the woman immediately looked at me. She says, Kara has a drone. Sorry, we're not going to use you. Have a nice day. <laughs> Jeez. All right. <laughs> I said, you know what? That's not a problem. Thank you very much for your time. And I left. A week later, Kara called me. <laughs> because. Kara with a drone called you? Yep. She has her part 107, yep. but she was the only agent in the office selling houses. And she didn't have time to fly her drone in order to get the stuff she needed for her her stuff. So she wanted to give us an opportunity to see if we could do it faster than what she can. And we did. Mm-hmm. And that was my first real awesome. estate client. Nice. All right, real quick. I got to ask, cause everybody always wants to know, you know, pricing and, you know, charging and all this stuff. So if you don't mind sharing for your first gig, the, the live event, do you remember, you know, your proposal to them as far as how much things would cost for the whole job and sound like you guys had DVDs and all that stuff. Do you mind sharing that with us? Because everybody always wants to know about pricing. I don't know what I should charge and this and that. We ended up charging them five hundred dollars. That okay. was it. It was cool. It was a, it was what I, I told them was the discounted price, but yeah, especially if you're providing you're burning you know DVDs and producing a fifteen minute long video. But like you said, hey, it's your first gig and you're getting hired, and paid. So um, if anything, it's nice paid practice. Cool. And then. Um, so was that your very, sorry, now jumping back to the real estate cold walk-in, was that your very first cold office walk-in? For the drone business, yes. I mean, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my, I used to sell cars. Um, okay. I've, I, my, my parents will tell you that I can sell ice to Eskimos. So it's something that's kind of in my blood, uh, especially up here in the North yeah. Country where we have to sell ice anyway. <laughs> it's just it's always cold. <laughs> well, you know, I notice people on the podcast who seem, um, you know, if they don't, what the way I'm trying to say is like, I can tell, it almost seems like apparent if somebody's got a sales background because they're like, oh, I just walked in and told them that I was going to start a drone business and asked if they, you know, need anything. And they'll do that a handful of times and they'll get business from it. But to most people, that is like a horrifying thought to like walk in somewhere, like cold walk in. And it, even to me, like, I mean, I own this business we sell, but it's mostly, you know, digital marketing, things like that. So I've done some cold calls or cold walk-ins and you just tell them like, oh, I don't know uh, what I should be doing. And uh, they're going to want me in here, you know, and then you get someone like, 
you know, the lady's like, Kara's got a drone. We're not going to use you. Get out of here. You just, just like feel so demoralizing. Um, do you have any, do you have any tips for people who maybe don't have like a sales background and because, I mean, the fact of the matter is, obviously, if you're just going to cold call all day, that can get pretty demoralizing and maybe not yield super good results. But at least in person, you can make a little bit more of a personal connection, um, possibly. But what would you recommend if someone maybe doesn't, they've never, they, they're not a, a former salesman or anything like that, and they want to be able to get their name out there and drum up some business? Like, what would you tell them? The first thing I would say is get used to the word no. You're going to hear that a lot. Um, don't take it personal because some people just they can't or they have someone else or they don't have time for you as long as you can first accept that no it's easier from there um i always tell people to be yourself don't try to be someone you're not uh you know be confident know that you have uh, a talent that they want or that could be useful to them try to explain that the best you can and then move on. And that's, that's really what it's all about for cold calling for me is, uh, I'm, I know that I can provide a a good service and if they don't want it, someone will eventually somebody will. I love that. I love it. Yep. It's just, you gotta, I think that's the hardest part for people is if you hear no time after time, after time, you start to believe that what you're doing, no one wants and no one values, even though that may not be the case. You just haven't hit the right person. That fear of rejection is, is real. And don't ignore that fear. <laughs> you know, it, it's absolutely in everyone. I mean, how many of us remember asking that first date out? Do you want to be my girlfriend or whatever? It's the same thing. Uh, it doesn't go away just because we're adults. But you uh, you, you get, get over that. Like I said, accept no know that you're going to hear more no's than not, and then move on. Yep. Awesome. Okay. I think that's great advice. And, you know, something that even working with people, you know, we have a course, a business course where we, you know, help people do the same thing. And, and it's something a lot of people struggle with, right? They, they're at the beginning. They don't, they're not confident on how to sell. And, you know, they, they're like, I, listen, I've talked to people and it's just not working. And I'm like, well, how many people you call? Uh, yeah. Like in our programs, you know, we have people who, they don't have much sales experience and they'll say, you know what? It's like, it's just not working for me. Nobody wants this. And I said, well, you know, how many people have you talked to? Well, I posted something on my Facebook page and I called two people and they both said no. So like, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm like, well, (laughs) I think you need to keep going a little bit longer, you know, and try some more. Um, But, but yeah, it's, it's hard because people just get discouraged really quickly. So I think that's good. Good to keep in mind your advice. Um, I'm very lucky, you know, having, a day job. This isn't my, my full-time job. I'd love it to be someday, but, um, knowing that I have that, I have my health benefits. I have those kind of things in the background that does make it easier. I'm not trying to make a living out of this just yet. Right. So, so hearing no, isn't like, Oh my, my earth is shattered. You're just, you know, it's, it's extra for you, which is, which I think is nice and take some of the pressure off. You know, you can be a little more, not freak out when someone says no. So, um, okay. So you've got, the first job in the books, then you did your, even on your first cold walk-in for the dr- drone job or for your drone business, um, you know, you ended up getting a gig. Now, did that person turn into a recurring client or was it kind of just a one-time thing? Um, yeah, no, she's actually used me a number of times. Um, oh, awesome. We have a very tight-knit real estate community. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the agents all know each other. They all talk about each other. They all talk to each other. Um, mm-hmm. And as soon as one of them knew that there was a drone guy, word got out. And I actually know a number of the other real estate agents. So I reached out to them personally as well. And uh, I think I remember listening to a couple episodes ago where someone said that they talked to their friend who's a real estate agent and they didn't want to hire them because they're a friend. You don't know if it's, you know, if you're hiring a friend, you don't know if you're going to get a professional uh, you know, product. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as somebody else started hiring, then the friend says, yeah, yeah, I want that too. So it kind of went like that too for me. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny to see how some of these uh, stories end up being similar and, you know, human behavior is, you know, consistent everywhere. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, one thing that you had told me before, you know, at least when you initially emailed me that I thought was really interesting, um, and it was a good perspective is you live in a rural area, right? And you live in a very cold area up North. And that's something we get a lot of questions on is, Hey, I live up North. Is it worth it for me to do a drone business? Because half the year, this whole place is filled with snow and iced over. Um, so maybe talk for a little bit about, you know, now that you've, you're, we're in the middle of, well, kind of coming out of winter now, I suppose. But what was this winter season like for you? Was it just, did business totally dry up and you're just working on your skills? Or uh, did you have jobs or what was that like? So I do live in a very rural area. Uh, the town I live in has 14,000 people. That's it. Uh, the village is... Mm-hmm obviously even less. Um, and like I said, it is very cold in the winter. So, I mean, in February, we average about five degrees every day. Five degrees? The other day was minus 13. Yeah. What? You're at, <laughs> oh my goodness. What's the, what's the name of the I town where Malone, you live? New York. Yep. It's uh, you, Malone? You know the Winter Olympics that happened in Lake Placid years ago, the Miracle on Ice. I live about a, I live about an hour okay. from there. Yeah, about an hour from Montreal. Okay, man, f- five degrees—that's crazy. For those of you who may not know, I mean, I think I mentioned this several times on the podcast, but I live in Florida. I'm right between Tampa and Orlando, and it was—we uh, were joking. He he just said, "Yeah, I was shoveling some snow." I was like, "Oh, I just finished going to the driving range. It was 70 degrees here." So, um, wow, five degrees—can't imagine that. Um, all right. Sorry. Let's get back to it. Sorry. You said, yeah, go ahead. But you know, with, with business, yeah, with, with business, um, I had to diversify. Uh, I actually found, um, another guy on Facebook that I I've been friends with. I used to play basketball with him in high school. He started a mm-hmm. custom building contractor business and, uh, I purchased a, an Osmo, yep. uh, the Osmo mobile for my cell phone. And, he asked me if I could help him do a project, if I could do a video to, you know, kind of advertise his, his business. Uh, he was doing siding on a house. So that was the first thing was doing the siding and a roof job. And he put on an addition. So I flew my drone and he gave me some before pictures and I turned it into about a minute and a half cool. commercial for his business. Uh, after that, I took the Osmo into a, the, an indoor project that he had going. Uh, and the same thing we did before, uh, during construction and after, and turned that into a, you know, minute and a half long video for his business. Uh, he now, every project that he gets hired on, he's hiring me. He actually works in my price to his quote, to his client. And so he actually passes that on. I get hired. I do the work and I'm averaging 
two to three videos a month just for him. Um, tomorrow, actually, I'm going to Tupper Lake, New York, which uh, Tupper Lake and Saranac Lake in, in uh, the North Country. Saranac Lake makes national headlines at least twice a year for having the coldest temperature in the country, mm. in the contiguous U.S. So Tupper Lake is real close to that. I'm going to be going to Tupper Lake for one of my one of my big real estate clients. He has a house for me tomorrow that looks perfect in the snow. Um, so I'm going to be flying that house tomorrow. Uh, I see on Facebook forums, they're always asking, can you fly the Mavic Air 2 in the cold and the snow? Um, they suggest nothing colder than 14 degrees. I was flying at five degrees the other day for a snowmobile video that I'm doing. Uh, cool. Like I said, I had to diversify and I'm doing a, a promotional video for the county uh, IDA board. They want to promote the snowmobile trails that they put a lot of work in. And so I'm flying my drone. I'm taking my Osmo. I'm doing interview style uh, uh, videos and putting that all together in about a four minute promo video that they're going to put all over the internet. So cool. Now, what is real quick? What is I did you say IDA? Uh, what is, is that an yeah, organization? The, uh, Industrial Development Authority. Uh, it's a it's a okay. it's a nonprofit for the county. They get county funds. And they disperse it to other businesses to, uh, you know, to help bring business to the North Country to our to our county. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so that's awesome. So winter comes and you're not you're not reactive, sitting around waiting for agents to reach out. You start hitting the ground, get some construction progress work, and some you know promo shoot work. Now with your friend uh, who you said had the contractor business. Um, describe your pitch to him. Did you literally just said, Hey, what's up? I started a drone business. Can I work for you? And then he came back with that idea or how did that develop? Uh, so my, my son-in-law actually has a, a, uh, a propane business. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I did a little quick one minute video to promote his business for free using my drone, using the, uh, the, the, drone, the, the video editing software. And I posted that to Facebook. When I saw him start posting photos of his projects, I said, you know, what would be really cool is if we create videos for your project that's before, middle, and after. And I can edit it all together. And you can promote that through Facebook. We can eventually get a website for you and put all that stuff together. And you can really show off what you're doing because it's it's all custom work for him, which really is what Mm -hmm. drives his business. They see... The, the things that he's doing and, and people have been calling him look crazy since they have seen our videos. So that's good. That's nice for you. And what was his response to that? Like, ah, I don't know. Like, did you have to talk him into it or was he instantly like, Oh yeah, let's do it. Uh, first question. How much, uh, hmm. I learned from my DJ business. Uh, that's the one question that you try to walk around, I guess is the best way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cause you don't want to give them reason to just say no right at the beginning. It's not about what you charge. It's about the value that you're providing the customer. And mm-hmm. so I explain what the price is, but I mask it in the explanation of what the value is. Um, I did a bed mm-hmm. and breakfast video early on in in the summer. Uh, that Facebook, their Facebook page, they didn't have a single post in their analytics that received more than 100 views by anyone each different post that video that i posted for them once i got done it was seen by seven thousand people wow just from organic reach yes 
Mm. No paid advertisement, nothing. Just sharing mm. and everything. And so I pitched that to, to Justin um, through uh, my YouTube, through Vimeo, through Facebook, all of these things. You're going to have more people seeing your product than anyone else. Uh, so this mm. is what I charge. But if I charge you that, you're going to bring back three or four jobs just from that video. And he mm. thought about that and put that together. And he said, let's, let's do it. Let's give it a try. I think that's really important point you're making right there. And if you're not, if you're listening to this right now, you should probably, if you have like any type of pen, I would write this down what Merrill's saying. Don't just say, I mean, and this is really, you know, I think this comes from probably, like you said, from a DJ business and having a sales background, you probably figure this out and learn after a while. Someone says, what's your price? And you just go, uh, $400. They're just going to go, oh, expense. Nice and gonna think, now I'm going to have 400 less dollars is all they hear. You know what I mean? But you wrapped it in terms of like a return on investment, right? I, I love how you had the prior work to say, hey, look, when we did it with this person, here's what happened. They got this many views. And really, even if you just got one extra job from this video, you already it would already pay for itself. You'll probably get, you know, this many more. Um, so I think that's really smart. Now, how much um, do you mind sharing how much you do charge for like a typical construction progress video like that? For, for him, I, I charge him $250 for each video. Okay. Uh, so, and that includes like half of the, the things that are in each video or pictures that he's sending me that he's taking on mm -hmm. work crew just with a cell phone. I, I will yep. edit them maybe just a little bit. I go in with my Osmo and I take some cool video sweeps of the, the project. Then I edit them all together, 250 bucks. That's pretty much what it is. Cool. And how long do you think that takes you to do like all the work involved in that? Between uh, most of the projects are right here in town. Uh, so I don't have to drive mm -hmm. very far. Um, so, you know, maybe an hour actually filming, maybe about three hours editing. And I've got my, I've got my okay. workflow down pretty well. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I, I use DaVinci Resolve. I haven't upgraded yet, but okay. I absolutely Great. love DaVinci Resolve. Yeah. Honestly, I know a lot of people who just use DaVinci Resolve. They love it. It's free, right? It's free and I can't, I, I learn something new every week on, I keep, like I said, I'm researching and learning all the time, but, um, I, so while I'm optimizing my media to make it easier to edit that at the same time, I'm going to go to my, my, uh, Soundstripe account and find the music that I want to use for the royalty free music. And I've mm -hmm. this workflow and it works. So you, you figure out that cool. workflow and you can maximize your time too. That's awesome. So. Yeah, I just think, you know, one of the reasons that we tell people is like, listen, you have to be at least decent at what you do in order to be able to attract any type of clients, right? That's just like step one. If you're terrible, even if you're a great salesman, I mean, you might get some work, but it's, it won't last. So at least get like a base level of, you know, skills. But then after that, so much just relies on how well you can, you know, market and sell yourself, right? And so... Like you, right? You haven't even been doing it that long. And I haven't seen any of your stuff, so I'm not judging if you are good or bad or whatever. Um, but I'm just saying, you haven't been doing it a super long time. So you could be great or you could be just decent. I'm not, I don't know. Um, but you know how to talk to people and you know how to frame, like you said, like your pricing and you aren't afraid to just go in there and get rejected, right? Which ended up leading to sales. And so, you know, putting yourself out there, knowing how to talk to people, all these things are super important, you know, in my opinion, to lead you to be able to get some of the results that you're getting. So um, I think it's really important for people to understand. One thing that I do too, that I, I my business partner who I, we, we actually split ways uh, recently, but he didn't understand this part is follow up. 
uh, I have seven different real estate brokers that I'm working through right now. Uh, uh-huh. I won't hear from them in two weeks. I send them an email and just say, hey, just wondering if, if you have any projects, if you have any uh, new listings. Every two weeks, I've got it pretty much scheduled out. I'm going to keep emailing them. So it's not, it's not too annoying, yet at the same time, uh-huh. it just keeps me in their ear. Uh, they, yep. you know, the real estate company, they're doing their job. They're getting real estate listings. They don't think about, I'm going to go and get this guy to do the drone video every time I get a listing. So instead I make myself still known to them. Oh, you know what? I just got this awesome listing that would be perfect for the video. You know, it just reminds them. So it's not right. even a, some people take it when you're not getting those callbacks that if that's rejection, that's not rejection. They're just doing their job and you're not on the forefront of their mind. Right. Right. And just sending that nice, you know, not, it doesn't be in their face. Right. I'm sure you're not like, Hey, where have you been? You know, you're just like, Hey, just checking in, you know, how's it going? Um, is there anything else I can do for you? Um, no, I think that's smart. And I know some people, they take a similar approach where, um, you know, they may see an article and it kind of gives them an excuse to talk to that person, right? To say, Oh, Hey, I just saw this, you know, article about this house that sold over there. Or, you know, maybe they had a recent home sale. You say, oh, hey, saw you sold this house. Congrats. That's pretty great. You know, some reason to just kind of for you to pop in their mind again. Um, or even if you just say, hey, you know, do you have anything coming up? Um, you know, I think I think those are that's a great it's great advice. So at this point, so let's see, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to pick back up in my mind on the timeline where we were. So you had the real estate job that kind of turned into recurring stuff. Um, was there anything? And, you know, and then you kind of told us about some of your winter work. But uh, going I guess, kind of out of the summer into the fall, after you got that you know, first cold walk-in, did you do more cold walk-ins and cold calls? Talk, talk to us about kind of before the winter, like as you were initially starting, trying to build there kind of in the summer, what were you doing to, to go out there and get more clients? Uh, I do a lot of uh, free stuff. We have a, we have a, a local park. Uh, it's called the, the Malone Rec Park. And they offer free, uh, free activities all summer. All, all really now they're starting to go all four seasons. They just did a new sliding hill that they just had cool. dug in. And so I did a free video and put that out on their Facebook page. Uh, my name, my business. I'm now becoming known the drone guy. They call me in town, I'm the drone yep. guy. And um, yep. you know just keep putting work out. And I think I, that's one of the biggest things I've learned from your pro, your podcast, honestly, is don't stop working just because you're not getting paid. Um, I'm flying. Um, I'm starting to get into some 360 stuff. I'm looking into cool. that thing. And yeah, I just, just keep working, P- keep putting stuff out there on your, on your, your social media sites. And, and that's really built up a lot, you know? Uh, but I did do a, a little bit of cold calling, but Again, because the real estate company is so tight knit, they kind of started talking. And uh, so when I called somebody, they said, oh, yeah, we, we heard about you with, with Kara and uh, we want to give you a shot too. And so then we went from there. So I've, I've, like I said, I've got about seven out of the nine. There's really only nine or 10 in my town real estate brokers. Seven of them are using me for houses that are a certain price awesome. point, something that you know, it, that's sure. the other thing too is they're not going to hire me to hire to, to sell houses that are not going to make them enough money. And believe it or not, in the area that I live in, um, you can buy a house for seventy thousand dollars that you can move in tomorrow. Wow, seventy thousand dollars! Oh yeah, easily, easy. Oh, man. But 
<laughs> it's uh, but you know, so here, if a house sells for more than one hundred and ten thousand dollars, the real estate company is making enough money to pay me, yeah, to come and do my thing. Yeah, because it's it is at least if you're doing real estate, it it just all comes down to a little bit of a function of the home price because you know they're only getting a percentage of the commission and then you know percentage of that is for marketing and so um, so that makes sense. You know, some of these other guys in Seattle or LA, you know, are doing homes where the broker is going to make, you know, tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousand dollars on the sale. So that the marketing budget's huge. So, um, the fact that you can even, you know, get people to do drone videos on a hundred thousand dollar or less house, or, you know, even around a hundred thousand dollars, that's pretty impressive. So I think that's great. Um, cool. So where do you, you know, you haven't even been going at it a year. You've already done construction progress stuff, some real estate stuff, some advertising promo videos. What has been your favorite of what you've done so far? This this promo video that I just got done doing for the uh, the, the local county uh, board there, I had a blast. Um, my DJ business background, they sh- they sent me a, a video of something that they wanted interview style for this video, and the audio was terrible. You could barely hear the guy talking. The video was very good quality but the audio just wasn't there. You can barely hear the guy that they're interviewing talking. So I went out and I bought myself a good wireless microphone to work with my cell phone with my Osmo. And Hmm. my audio is already a lot better than that. So that by itself kind of elevated me in, in that, in the, the, that board's eyes. And, um, I I really had a good time just kind of joining the the audio stuff that I enjoy doing along with the drone. And I just love creating and, and, it was four minutes. It's a four minute video, which some people wouldn't understand how that's, that's big, but I, I had to enter. Oh, if you're editing and, everything like, together, editing, that's kind of long. Yeah. You know, videos of people talking uh, with some B roll, with some, you know, drone videos, with some images, with the graphics. And I, it was, it was a big project. That's awesome. Now, was that a paid project or is that a free, another freebie that you're doing for them? No, that's uh, eight hundred and fifty dollars for the project. Oh, nice, awesome! That's great. Um, so that's is that one been kind of your favorite so far doing that? I had a, I had a blast doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, and this was that the one we were filming them doing snowmobiles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Um, I used to live in New Hampshire when I was a little kid, or like kind of middle school, and we would do some snowmobiles. I remember that being a lot of fun. Not as many snowmobiles down here in Florida, but you know, I remember doing that. Um, you know, one thing we, I, I, some of the feedback that we got uh, on the, the podcast, somebody said, Hey, I love your podcast, but can you please ask people what equipment they're using and post it in the show notes? So you've told us uh, Mavic Air 2, yep. uh, you got the DJI Osmo, which is, is that just the gimbal for your phone or was that like the Osmo, like with the camera on it like this? No, it's the, the Osmo Mobile 3 is the one that I bought. Is that the one you, you, right before they came out? Go ahead. Yeah, it's really, the, the, they just came out with a brand new version, the, the Osmo Mobile 4, mm-hmm. which has like a magnetic thing that sticks to your phone. I don't have that one. It's the, the version right before it. But yeah, it's for my cell phone. Okay. And it, it stick, it's a gimbal for your cell phone. So basically it allows you to walk around, get smooth video. And then um, then you say you got a, a, a wireless or a wired lavalier mic for your cell phone? I, I've got both, actually. Okay. <laughs> I, got a, and, uh, I got a wireless microphone, and that's what I actually use for this video. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in case I bought a couple of lavaliers that work really well for that too. Now for the wireless mic, what is, do you remember what kind of, where you got that from and what was it, what it was? 
it was on Amazon. It was uh, some pretty good reviews. It was fifty bucks. Uh, it really okay, was expensive, bucks. and and the the, the quality is great. So how does that work? Is it um, Bluetooth to your phone, or is there something you plug into your phone and then something you attach to the person's shirt? Yep, it just like what I would use for my DJ business. It has a connection that plugs into your cell phone, and it has a wireless receiver. Mm-hmm. And then there's a pack, a body pack on the person with a wireless mic. So it, it goes to the receiver that plugs into the cell phone. Cool. It's interesting. Yeah. I think people would be interested. So, and it records and you're recording the interviews with your the video on your cell phone, but just the audio that's from the wireless mic. Yep. That's awesome. I feel like so many people are afraid to use their cell phone because they're like, I don't want to look like a total amateur with a cell phone. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Honestly, your cell phone video these days will take just about as good as video as like a decent DSLR camera will. I was I was surprised at how well it turned out, but the Osmo makes it look a little more professional because you have, yeah, for sure. you have something to make it. If I just came up with my cell phone and just tried, you know, you know, you know hey, look at this. I'm gonna see. <laughs> yeah, I have the Osmo. I have a tripod. And so it makes it look like you're trying at least with the, yeah, with yeah. the Osmo. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when I, like, <laughs> when I first started getting into the drones, when I first started getting into the drones, I was listening to some people saying, if you don't have a Mavic Pro 2, or if you don't have an Inspire, no one's even going to talk to you. And I well, maybe not for like a not for like a TV show, maybe, but for other stuff. You, for they for will. what I've been doing, this the Mavic Air Two has been fantastic. The quality is in the smoothness. As, as soon as you really get to know the controls and learn how to fly it, uh, mm-hmm. I, I've I've had a blast. Yep. With it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, cool. So, where do you see it going? Like, what's your plan for the future? Where do you hope to to take it, the business? My ADHD brain, as I said earlier, brings me everywhere. Uh, uh, I'm starting to uh, to look into mapping. I really want to try to get into mapping. Um, my construction guy has asked me to figure out how to use the drones to give a roof quote. And as of right now, I can't use the Mavic Air 2 for roof quotes. So I may end up getting either Mavic mm-hmm. Pro 2 or when the SDK, the software development kit, gets finalized with the Mavic Air 2 uh, for like drone deploy. There's a few different places yeah. out there that you can, you know, use. Yeah. That's one of the things I was looking into. But um, the the roof quotes, mm-hmm. uh, he said he can guarantee me in the summer three roof quotes a month, which is. So yep. a little pro tip here that you may be able to do. Gosh, I'm trying to remember if, if, um, so there's an automation tool called Leechy. I'm not sure if it's compatible with the Mavic Air 2. I'd have to look. Um, yeah, it just they don't have waypoints oh, with Leechy okay. yet because uh, yeah, it doesn't work. But they're they're going to be doing. I can't remember something. It's 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 a different okay. way of doing waypoints. Well, um, well, real quick. Even if you don't have waypoints, you can do this manually as well. Uh, I'll give you like the real high level overview. You can. Um, take a bunch of photos, you know, cause each time you take a photo, it tags the image with like the geolocation. So the, the coordinates, you can just make sure they overlap a lot. Maybe take some at different angles, get the whole roof. Then you can go to maps made easy. They have a free, um, uh, a maps made easy. They'll ha- let you do an ortho mosaic map up to a certain size. Um, usually it's on the smaller end, but for roofs, you can definitely do it. Right. So, um, you can upload your images there. It knows the locations of all of them. It can stitch them together to create an ortho mosaic map. 
then you can take that orthomosaic image, which is like adjusted for the, you just have to, I think you may have to have like a reference measurement in there. So, you know, go measure one section of the root of the house, or even just like, you know, lay a 10 foot measuring tape out in the yard that you can, you know, it's 10, you know, it's 10 feet. So you can get like a reference point or something. And then um, take that and take that image. And then there's a couple free tools. I might be screwing it up. I think it's like iRoofer.com. And then the other one is dronequote.net or drone quote measure tool. We actually know those guys from drone quote, but I think the iRoofer one will do it too. And in there you can use software, you can import your orthomosaic image and you just kind of like mark the points on the roof, like the edges, the different label points, and it will spit out free reports that'll give you the total roof area, um, the slope, to, the pitch, oh, <laughs> all that stuff. Well, it's all recorded. So anyways, um, just saying you if it's a little bit more manual than just like, uh, you know, drone deploy where you can just hit a button and it just goes and kind of just does it. And I think they actually charge you extra for the roof reports in there, but there is kind of like a more, uh, labor intensive, but free way to do it if you wanted to, to experiment with it. So don't get too discouraged about the SDK thing. No, the other thing too, that I really want to get into up here, um, is I want to get a thermal imaging drone because people lose, uh, you know, heating is very mm -hmm. important yeah. to us up here. Uh, our home heating, and I want to be able to offer, uh, home heating yep. reports, uh, show them with a video where they're losing heat, where they need to put more insulation and whatnot. And that would be, I've already been told by a number of people, if I could start presenting that stuff, that would, that would be another thing that I'm looking into. Cool. So that's awesome. Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm love it. I like to. I love it. Yeah. Well, that seems to be the progression. People kind of get in with the real estate and you know, in some of the video production stuff, and then they kind of go, "Ooh, I like this," and then they kind of journey their way up through you know mapping or construction and some of those other items. So that's very cool. Well, I don't want to take more of your time, Meryl. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, and congrats on your success so far. Even though you know you just started less than a year ago, um, love hearing the the stories and um, love you sharing all your advice on you know, for sales and people that are maybe newer or less comfortable with, um, you know, sales, get the encouragement that you had for that. So I appreciate that. I had a blast. Thank you very much for having me. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, if I can make this a full-time job someday, I'd love it. But for the time being, uh, you know, I, I am just over a thousand dollars every single month, including the winter and it's working great. And it's awesome. a, a, a lot. Thanks to your podcast and listening to your guests over the, the last couple of years. No, no, it's great to hear. Um, if people want to find out more about you, I always have to ask the question, where should they look? Do you have like social media or website? Uh, social media, I don't do very much Instagram. And I know that's every single one of your guys in the Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. I've never, I'm older. I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s. Hey, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just one, it's just one tool in the toolbox. Uh, some people use it. Some people can do the other, other ways. My, my Facebook business page is uh, Northern Perspectives Aerial Media. Okay. And that's probably the easiest way to find me. Um, I do have a website, Northern Perspectives, uh, northernperspectivesny.com for New York. Uh, there was a Northern Perspectives Psychological Center somewhere out west. So I, <laughs> I couldn't have northernperspectives.com. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, northernperspectivesny.com uh, and that's pretty much where I put all my work. And then there, there's a YouTube channel also. Cool. All right. Well, we'll get, we'll get those and we'll link them up there uh, in the notes to this podcast. If you're listening and want to check that out, 
Um, but thanks, Meryl. I appreciate it. And uh, let's keep in touch and uh, have a good one. Thank you very much for having me. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Meryl. Um, got a lot out of it, especially if you are in a cold climate area or if you are in a rural area. I hope it gave you some thoughts, tips, uh, and tricks for making the most of your drone business in those spots. So a uh, big thanks to him for coming on and sharing his wisdom with us. Um, before we go, if you want, just a reminder uh, about the short quiz that you can uh, enter to win some uh, Drone Launch Academy swag. And um, if you want to check out any of our courses, we've, uh, we should have up some business courses soon. We have our Drone Business Mastery course uh, that used to be called Drone to 1K, but people were getting it confused with the podcast, so we named it something else. There's the Drone Business Mastery program. It's made up of several different courses, uh, so you can go check that out. Uh, we should have those sales pages live. We've been refining that course over the last year or two, so really excited that that's getting dialed in. Of course, we've got our Part 7 prep course. Uh, we've got aerial video A to Z, which is on drone cinematography and editing, taught by Alex Harris. He is really good, gets compliments on that course all the time. Uh, photography course, how to use Lightroom and how to shoot good landscapes, real estate, all that good stuff. We have a roof inspection pro course that's specifically focused on doing roof survey and inspections for roofing companies and solar companies and right now we're in the middle of teaching a live drone mapping course that's teaching 2d uh, and 3d modeling so you can work with construction companies engineering companies um, surveyors and that's taught by um, season three podcast guest root patel so hopefully in the fall sometime we'll have the finished version of that course out right now we're doing the beta live rollout, which is going really well. I'm learning a lot and I'm enjoying that. So be on the lookout for that. So we're always trying to expand uh, our courses, what we can offer you and the value um, to you, the listener and our students so that you can expand your drone business and hopefully become more successful uh, along the way. So that's it. A little shameless plug at the end there for everybody who stuck around. Uh, I really appreciate everyone who listened um, and all the feedback that you all give and all the encouragement you provide via uh, just emails that I get and um, the feedback and the reviews on the podcast. They really mean a lot to me um, and brighten up my day. So really appreciate that. Thanks everyone for listening. See you next time.